Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. Um, we had the Brexit on Friday. I know you're saying the breakfast. We had breakfast? No. But Brexit? Is that kind of like some sort of egg and breakfast combination? Is that a new thing at McDonald's? No. So we had a kind of bad day on Friday and Monday. And then Tuesday rolled around and do 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 it was a textbook rally. I know you're saying, how many textbooks do you read these days, Rob? Well, at least on rallies, I do. Equity market rally Tuesday. No fundamental basis for it. You could say that there was a basis for the market selling off on Friday and Monday. In large part, you could say, well, I bet some of those tariffs and some of those uh, you know, trade deals and you know, some of the companies are going to say, you know, I don't know what a Brexit means. Is that some sort of breakfast sandwich? I think we're going to hold off on hiring people. You could say there was some sort of basis for saying, let's lower the value of the world markets. But you really can't say like, hey, why did everything snap back? Only basis for it is that sometimes we're oversold on a short-term basis. Sometimes it's called dead cat bounce. And sometimes we were just oversold and we're now we're starting to get more logical. I look at the bond market as typically pretty smart. I look at the stock market as kind of emotional. Have you ever had that friend who's just too darn emotional? And you're like, at some point in time, you're like, too much for me. Sometimes there's people in your lives, they're like, they're the, you know, uh, the neighbors who are like, I'm going to drive my kids off. I got to go uh, take my other kid to the doctor. And they're like, aren't you taking advantage of me? Like, you find people that you like, bam, you figure them out. And the market's too emotional in the short term. In the long term, it works. Throwing the quarter, uh, end of quarter, January, February, March, April, May, June. Let's look at the calendar. It's June 29th. Um, and there's some hijinks that can go on. You get some short cover and rally. You get the understanding that money managers are sitting on piles of cash and they would like to 
you know, find some bargains. You know, the other day when I saw Facebook six, seven points off from its all-time high, I'm like, I don't know how good is good going to get, but this is pretty good. It's a tactical market with an eye on capitalized on the short-term price dislocations that follows the Brexit vote. Stock market looks better today than it did before Tuesday's open. Um, so it's a little more stability, uh, a little bit more of a, a norm. You're seeing the markets up yeah, 1.1%, nine-tenths of a percent, whether you're the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ, uh, the Dow, all about the same. Um, you know, playing with some other concepts and ideas here. The stock market, you know, it deals with the world of politics and the, you know, economies and social markets. Uh, so it counterbalances it. It's it's not a better place today than it was before Tuesday's open. Uh, but it's just a market that's kind of like digesting. And, you know, it's, it's looking at the plate going, hmm, do I do one more bite? Politicians are making a plea to keep calm and carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Nothing to see here. So I was going for a jog the other day and there was like nine fire trucks around a house and the road was blocked off and I asked the police guy who's sanctioning it off and I go, can I run through or is there nothing to see here? And he didn't get the joke. I wanted to be good. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Um, but he let me run through. So the global economic outlook has gotten worse since last week. There's no doubt about it. Outlook, not reality, but outlook. There's heightened social unrest in the UK um, and other developed countries. The world has been confronted with another deadly terrorist attack, uh, this time in Istanbul airport, which has claimed at least 41 lives. I'm not on top of it because our media is not on top of it. You shoot up Americans and like, woohoo, let's, let's go, let's go to the nightclub, let's go to the school. Uh, you shoot up some Parisians, woohoo, let's go to Paris. Yeah, shoot up some Turks. Nah. It's it's almost like a not even a, a leading headline. And that's kind of sad. But uh Turkey's been a good ally of the United States. Just what I'm seeing. I'm not saying that's my opinion, it's just what I'm seeing. These indications ultimately show you know the world markets are all up. And again, up on terrorism? Um the world markets higher show that we're getting more and more desensitized to terrorist actions. Particularly if they're perceived not to cause any material economic impact and less and less fearful of the ramifications of the Brexit vote. So regardless of whatever spin you might want to put on these things, no one could legitimately argue that the fundamental condition of the market has gotten better since last Thursday. Um, we're just feeling more calm. We're digesting. A lot of market rates have come down. And interest rates have come down, and that means you know we'll be borrowing at lower costs, and that doesn't help banks. You know, if you go out and get a car loan at one point nine percent, and they're able to get that money at one point six percent, they're not making a lot of money. So, it's when you know they're giving out the loans, the six, seven, eight percent loans, <laughs> where they can find the wiggle room. But then again, you've got a shakier consumer there. So. There's a bid to buy stocks. There's a textbook reading of buy the dip after big sell-off. Um, will we have good grounds to build on it going into July, new quarter? Um, after this quarter? I mean, this event happened at the end of the quarter for sure. Yet again, you know, it was a pretty good quarter, all things considered. 
when all is said and done, less is done than said or something like that. Personal income increased two-tenths of a percent. Woo-hoo, I'm rich. I'm two-tenths of one percent higher in income. Oh, that's actually weaker than expected. Personal spending jumped four-tenths of a percent, which was stronger than expected. Hey, I may not be making more money, but I sure am spending a little bit more. I know you're saying, which accent of that of your thousands and thousands man of mystery accents is that? That was probably my Arkansinian. Or is an Arkansasian? It's actually Arkansasian if you're from the mountains of Arkansas. Let's say no. I'm not making that up. Nike, the athletic footwear and apparel company, topped earnings expectations for its fiscal fourth quarter, yet a slowdown in North America combined with a weaker than expected gross margins have caused some consternation for investors. I know. Is there a pill for consternation? I just had to take something to kind of like empty me out, if you know what I'm saying. So there's a pill for that. But is there a pill for, and that, it was for a doctor's reason, not because like I'm eating bad food, but is there no pill for consternation? You know, that's a horrible feeling when you've taken one of those pills that empty you out and you're like, do I have time to get to the bathroom? Or should I just clench? Do I have time to get to the bathroom? Run! Um, anyway, so that's what we're dealing with right now. Nike's indicated 1% higher. Nike's a good proxy, in my opinion. Nike's a real good proxy for the markets, uh, international markets, um, consumers. So I like shares of Nike, and I always say buy shares of Nike. Uh, they're 52-week high is 68. It's right now at 53. So if you do a little bit of math, that's 20% off from its all-time highs. Now, the PE ain't cheap, but Nike, LeBron, Steph Curry, Under Armour, I like them both. You got to figure the shoes feel like they cost like $2 to make and they charge 115 bucks. That's a pretty good deal, right? Is that going to go away? Are Americans going to stop wearing Nikes? The question is, the international, how much do they get ding there? Anyhow, I love you. I don't know why I said that. You can find me at robloxshow.com, Twitter, robloxshow, YouTube, robloxshow. Days of the morning, the stretch in the morning yawn just it continues. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Nice looking markets, uh, especially coming from where we were not too long ago. Um, taking a look, and again, not too long ago, Thursday and Friday. Global markets are continuing to rebound. Financials are leading overseas. Oil gains today following some API data. Fed Reserve Governor Powell said global risks shifted further to the downside following the Brexit vote. Um, we started last week 
not this Monday, but the fall, previous Monday. And we're like, the Fed Reserve, you know, Janet Yellen's going to talk to Congress on Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then Thursday, there's going to be this little simple Brexit vote. Of course, they're going to stay. Um, and no, it, it got totally flipped. We now no longer care about Yellen and the whole Brexit thing has come full center. That's how Wall Street works at times. And you just got to take it or you just can't play the game. It's the sandbox of Wall Street that, you know, next thing we know, terrorism. Oh, it's going to be a big thing. Oh, no, 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 nothing but a thing. It was nothing but a thing. It's as almost as if it was nothing but a thing in Turkey. We're rallying. Turkey's a lot closer to oil. Turkey's really close to oil, and we should be like, ooh. So oil rallying a bit, sitting up at 48.56. Gold sitting at 13.22. Um, S&P, Dow, NASDAQ, all above 1% higher today, worthy of note. The average American watches so much TV, it is now considered a full-time job. So, now wait, wait, stop the clock for just a second. Isn't it thought that we're not watching TV anymore? So it's getting perception versus reality. When you add DVR watching time to numbers, the average American adult watches over five hours of TV a day. That's pretty crazy. Study also breaks down weekly time and finds that the average adult watches nearly 35 hours of TV and live TV DVR per week, or enough to work really roughly a full-time job, 35 hours a week. Now, when you retire and you have no money, I'm going to blame one thing, you. Because right now, you are watching TV when you could be working or relaxing or coming up with big ideas. Um, speaking of big ideas, Starbucks. I'm always a fan, and in the last... Anything, the market's pulling back on Friday and Monday. Again, can it pull back again? Absolutely. This may be the pause that, that leads to a further crash as far as uh, the markets go. A 5% sell-off into break-even for the year is not a correction. It is not a bear market. It is not ugly. Um, have you ever gone up to bat and like, a pitcher has you so full? like you, You're not even close. It, we, we, we need one of those. We need a really, really bad stretch on the market. But Starbucks, Facebook, Visa, Amazon, Apple, you can put together Nike. You can put together a list of names that you want when there's two or three really, really rough days. Um, I think Starbucks is an outperform. It, I think it's a $70 stock. Um, they're doing really, really well in almost everything that they're doing. Uh, pods, packaged uh, coffee. It's the total packaged ground coffee category grew marginally. Um, but it was up 8.2% unit growth year over year. But the pricing hurt it, but the demand was there. So um, Starbucks pod sales on a dollar basis were up 12.6% year over year. So when you start looking at the data, if you just look at the headline, you're like, oh, that's not good. Um, anyway, Starboard's, uh, Starbucks's brand packaged coffee dollar sales slowed you know, here, there, but you got to watch the currency translations. Um, so anytime there's a big market correction, I'm looking at it going, this looks interesting to me. Even if it's only two days in, you look at your shopping list and do you think Visa's going out of business? No, Visa, and you're like, my Visa is a financial company and lower interest rates hurt financial companies, but Visa isn't a transaction. It's not a, uh, see, I just blew it. Visa's not a banking company. It's a transaction company. Um, and I look at my rewards as, ooh. Ooh, I got more rewards coming on my Visa card, even though it's a bank card and 
in this case, it's a Barclays bank. Kind of like you're like, oh. Um, so I'm glad I own the processor and not the bank, if that makes any sense. Um, so Visa's all-time high, $81. It's $76. What's that tell you? Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Morning. So uh, speaking of banks, I just talked about how the banks aren't doing terribly well. How are the banks doing in the world of lending since you are a mortgage lender uh, for BayAreaLoanSource.com? Well, they see cheap money. Yeah. And uh, tight guidelines, that equals a lot of programs are hitting the market. And, and everything from lower down payments for first-time home buyers. So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have really stepped up for that. FHA has lowered their mortgage premiums. All of these companies are profitable uh, because of these tight guidelines. And they're back to that real strong A-paper um, status. So they can, they're now profiting quite a bit and passing that on to the, the consumer in some respects, as far as guidelines are concerned, but it's it's really the the kind of the portfolio lending that's really stepping up, where you you can use bank statement onlys um, to get a loan. That's kind of replaced the stated income programs. You can have uh, non warrantable condos. You could we, we even have programs that go up to two and a half million dollars with five percent down, Rob. You know the rates a little bit higher, but these are programs that uh, the lenders are just seeing this this easy money, and it's it, and it's really creating. Um, you know, the, the, the demand for real estate because these products are coming out. So real estate, I think, is, is benefiting all around. Whether banks are suffering on the stock market, they're really still lending money. That's interesting because one of the things I said on air on Friday and Monday when the Brexit hit vote was hitting was well, I'm like, well, Jenny Young's done raising interest rates. So I thought I had to get a real estate. I thought I had to get my vacation property this year, but I, I think I might have an extra year now of super low rates. Um, and that creates bubbles. It well, it, it also a lot of people can, can don't can, don't have to feel that that pressure to buy and pressure to refinance. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people who have, who did a foreclosure or a bankruptcy, or they got a second loan and, and or they're in an arm, and now we have a little bit more time to kind of figure things out, and and the numbers still work. Uh, you know, you watch the ten year yield; it dropped thirty basis points, and and that created a really good buying opportunity for a lot of people. The phones were ringing off the hook. Um, but I don't think it needs to ring off the hook because there's a little bit of time that we have now. Wouldn't it be great if we put our phones on hooks? <laughs> there's a lot of people going, what's a hook? What do you mean by phone on the hook? People under 25 think you're like, that guy's stupid. <laughs> it's good to be that guy, though. 800-516-1220. If you want to talk interest rates, what would you say? A 30-year mortgage, uh, did, it, did it flinch or was it more like the 10-year? The, the report comes out today. Okay. So it, it, it won't report till later today. But I, I can see an easy, easily a 10 basis point drop from last week, which was a 3.56. So maybe down to three and a half. Uh, you know what I, I wanted to do on Friday was call you about like seven-year arm, 20-year. Yeah. There's so. a lot of people are taking those really low arm rates because now there's a little bit more safety that rates will stay low in the future. And uh, lock it, you know, lock that low rate in for seven years. This goes out to our friends in Istanbul. My heart. Like, why is no one caring? Anyway, I'll drop it. I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblackshow.com. Listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Do you have a list of stocks that you would buy in a good economy and a bad economy? If not, you should. Have you ever been to a restaurant? And this was a moment in my life, and I'm sharing it with you because I want you to find the same story in your head so that you never forget it. Because I'll never forget this. I remember going to McDonald's once when I was like 18, 17. And I saw, gosh, I maybe even been younger. I saw someone get some fries. Like maybe, I want to say maybe it was two guys and two girls. And we're hanging out together. And this girl gets fries. And she gets like 40 packs of ketchup. And she just, she just buries these fries in the ketchup, right? She puts salt and she puts pepper on it. And I'm like, what's going on here? Like, what do I not know? And because my family had... I'll say this in a funny way. We weren't white trash. <laughs> and she happened to be pretty white trash. Now, investing in white trash investments, ketchup is one of the most awful foods on the planet for you. It is not a tomato. I'm sorry, or Ronald Reagan, it was not a vegetable. It's got way too much sugar in it, and it will kill you. Um, but Kraft Heinz, do you think they're going to go out of business? No, I don't think so. Is it expensive? Yes, it's expensive. But do you think they're going to go out of business? And when we hit a market economy like the Brexit thing that happened last week and early this week, um, it feels bad. But then again, you have to ask yourself, do you think Dairy Queen's going to go out of business? Do you think Geico is going to go out of business? My car insurance people or USAA? Now, USAA is not publicly traded. But if they were, I'd, I'd invest in them. Um, Nike, are they going to hit tough times? Yes. Is their stock going to go lower? Yes. Um, and then again, you'll say, but Rob, I thought Yahoo would never go out of business. Now look at it. Well, tech changes. Tech is smaller, cheaper, faster every single year. It evolves. Um, and that's, that's the brutal part about it. We went from you know desktop technology to mobile. And suddenly it wasn't nearly as relevant. So just throwing it out there for you. I'm not saying to go out and buy these stocks at all-time highs. But I'm saying have a list. Uh, I think that's really super important. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, let's bring back in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Morning, Rob. You mentioned um, something along the lines of numbers won't come out. I said, how did the how did the 10-year arms, 7-year arms, how did the 20-year, like people don't realize they can get a 20-year mortgage. In theory, you can get like a, 22-year mortgage if you really wanted it. Um, sure. But we're so used to 30 and 15 right. and 7. Yeah, so this, so this makes sure everybody understands what a 5-year, 7-year, 10-year arm means. It's no, no, a, what I wanted to know is you said the numbers are going to come out. Oh, okay. So Fannie Mae, uh, I'm sorry, Freddie Mac does a weekly survey. Okay. It's kind of, it's just kind of a baseline. Okay. Um, mortgage Bank Association, they do one as well, and there's a couple other sites that uh, also monitor interest rates. But Freddie Mac uh, is the one that, all the news kind of centers around. Yeah. So it's it, the survey comes out today at okay. some point. So it'll reflect all of the, the new lower rates. So if anybody's interested, they go to freddiemac.pmms uh, and it'll primary mortgage market survey. Did you say freddiemac.pms? <laughs> Add an app. <laughs> PMMS. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> like my mind. Um, how's the activity? Did things pick up? Did your phone ring on Friday? Because like on Friday and Saturday, on Monday, I'm like, 
I sent you a text. I'm like, I hope you lock. I hope you lock some rates today. Yeah, um, Monday was really the day to do it. Yeah. Um, but it happened so fast. A lot of people are like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? And it was over a weekend. People were traveling. And then you kind of get to it on Monday. You call your guy Tuesday. And then all of a sudden, you know, rates are kind of back up from the bottoms. But in, in general, uh, we're looking at a downward trend. Uh, I, you know, Brexit did give us an opportunity to uh, extend these low rates throughout the, I believe, the rest of this year. Uh, so there's no big panic. I think you just really want to get your ducks in a row and uh, start early. Make sure your credit's fine. Don't start overspending and start thinking thinking uh, about, you know, like that equity line that you got early in the year to fix something. And you're like, oh, the, you know, the prime was so low and they, I got prime plus zero, which is three and a half percent right now. But maybe you can get a 30 year fixed and pay that off and roll it in. A lot of people are, should start thinking that way because prime will eventually go up. Rates will eventually go up. And you have the equity now to, um, you know, to roll that in as a good scenario. So a lot of people are thinking that way. And I, I, I hope they are because there's a lot of money, I think, that is left on the table. There's a statistic out there that says, like, there's 25% of the people that um, own a property with a mortgage should refinance. And, and they calculate this massive number. It's billions of dollars that are just sitting there that could be going back into their pockets. Um so, you know, think it through. We run scenarios all the time, and, and what it does for us is it gives us opportunity to see what's going on out there in the market and what people are doing. And right now it's everything from, fix, you know, taking that arm that they've been in and fixing it in or rolling in a HELOC. Or... I like that you run scenarios for people because we're all different. All of our houses are different. It's like So if you get a, like, exterminator, you can't get a quote over the phone. They need to come and take a look and figure out where you're – like, we're all different. Same thing with loans, in, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but here's the rub. And this is where I think sometimes you miss this. Um, I recently bought a car and I was talking to the finance people. And they're like, come on in. Let's talk finance. I'm like, I don't want to. I'm like, give me your best deal. I'll be out here. I'm not coming in your office because you're going to start s selling crap that I don't want. And he'll, he, they start, honestly, they start using terms like this car has got so much electronics in it. We don't even have mechanics anymore. We've got software engineers. <laughs> like, Shut up. <laughs> We got technicians. <laughs> I'm like, no, you've got a mechanic. He's a grease monkey. I see him. Um, but we don't like the process. I don't think anyone does. I, I have to be speaking for the world. Yeah, there's a lot of cheap money out there, um, and they're doing. Every, they have to be a little bit more aggressive to put that money in their pocket. The, the you know that. Well, no, no, no. Like Toyota, what, for example, uh, well, they're going to want you to finance with them. Yeah, what I'm more so looking for you is like you're like yeah, I can run scenarios, but no one wants to really talk to you. In the end, we just want the best damn product we can get. Does that make any sense? It does. And uh, a lot of internet sites uh, are kind of preying on that mentality right now. What's the uh, phone one? The what? Rocket mortgage, right? Rocket mortgage or it could be anything. I mean, that, that scares the, the hell out of me when I when you see a commercial that says, look, you got a smartphone. We you want $500,000. Download our app. But you said something important, Robin. You said everybody's scenario is different. Yeah. Right. And then but but there's a, a rocket mortgage that says everything's easy when it's really not. Um, there's still tight guidelines. They're just trying to s say that we're going to make it as easy as possible for you. But your snare is still going to determine how it ends up um, and how long it's going to take. There's still TRID, the Truth and Lending uh, RESPA Integrated Disclosure Act. Um, there's, you still have to run credit. You still have to get credit supplements. You still have to verify income. You still have to talk to the IRS. You still have to get an appraisal. So it, all of these things still happen. Um, 
And that's why we do run snares and we talk to people so that we can really figure out what the best path is for them. Um, and if, if you have a loan officer that's not doing that and they're just rushing you into an application, rushing you in the process, and they're not getting the full story, you're not getting the right service. And I think that a lot of people, again, that mentality of making it easier, websites, you know, shy, you know, a lending tree type of thing, um, you really want to have that personal touch, that that human uh, feel to the transaction, and and we lose a little bit of that in the internet as consumers. That is, I'm with you. So, and again, I totally agree with that. As far as it, even investing, it's all personal. It's why I think working with the CFP works. You know, CFP Chad Burton comes to people's houses, and I tell people like, hey, if, if you put a kid of a, if you have a picture of a, like a cousin who's in a wheelchair, put it out, so that the CFP sees that there's real things in your life and that yeah. you're not just a, a statistic and you're not just a, Hey, he's got $550,000 to invest and he's 52 years old. Let's, you know, put him in this plan and that plan. Cause if you see a special need, his job is to go, you have a special need kid because special needs kids are going to cost a little bit more than, than other children per se. And the, leaving an inheritance is going to be different. Um, and things along those lines. So quick quiz for you. Don't look, don't look. Uh. Let's see if, how many of these you get correct. How many of these you get correct? The average American family, you've got a young son. The average American family will spend how much for a uh, one year, one year of college, 2015-2016 school year for a um uh, for a regular school, not not private public. 55 grand. 55 grand. Yeah. That's a little high. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So the number is actually 23,688. For a private school, what do you think that number is? 55 grand. That's actually a little high. It's 41,760. Eventually we're going to get to 55 grand. Well, in year two. Maybe I'm, I'm, my kid's very young, so maybe I'm talking future numbers. You are talking future numbers for sure. Um, But okay, wait, wait. For a community college, one year of community college, what's it going to cost your kid? Say 15 grand. $9,800. $9,800. Okay. So according to 2015, 2016, the numbers that just came out from Sally May. Um, what's interesting about that is people have no clue. And it, it shows you like the value of like, I, you know, $23,600 for one year. Mine was seven grand. Um, my first year, in state, co- my first year of college, I didn't have to pay for because scholarship issues, but it was $1,300 per semester. So it was $2,600 a year. Like, that's crazy compared to 23,688, but room and board and food and all that sort right. of stuff add up. So I bring that up because it shows that like you do your numbers really well. I do my numbers in the stock market really well, but like people, it's tough to plan and it's yeah. tough to get specific on, on all these numbers. And that's why there's experts out there. That's why you need a team. Tony's on my team. He's a mortgage lender. You can find him at bayarealoansource.com. CFP Chad Burton's on my team. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com and you can find me at robblackshow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So there's a website that I like called The Points Guy. 
and he deals with credit card points. And his company or his group, excuse me, I'm about, about to sneeze. I'll do it on air. Oh, and he went away. Um, his company or his group puts out what feels like an article a day on credit card points. I'm obsessed with credit card points. Um, I love the idea. I love the concept. Uh, just I don't like getting stuck paying 12 to 25% credit card fees on interest rates. Um, but listen to this. Like in, his, in the last week, he's done an article on strategies for meeting your elite status goals. New tools helps book flight options found on ITA Matrix. Where to go in Brazil now that there's a temporary visa waiver? You can fly private with Jet Smarter between New York and London. Up to 10,000 bonus points for current SPG business. You can now redeem star points for a Havana Hotel. JetBlue offers a massive two-day fare sale for $34 each way. Earn up to 100,000, 100%, 100% bonus when you buy on uh, United Miles. I so wish you would rather be reading this kind of material and just looking at it versus watching Two and a Half Men or you know, network TV. I have no problem with some of the cable shows. It is the golden era of cable television. Um, and it may have peaked with breaking bad, or maybe that was just the, you know, running into just the beauty of it. Um, but financially speaking, I want you to just at least look at everything as, as money and points and ideas and investments. And when I talk about college costs, you know, college costed the average one year now is 23,000. For public school, let's just round that out to twenty five. So it's a hundred thousand dollars. So when you have a kid, you're looking at okay, I need to get to retirement somewhere between one and four million. One million is going to pay me forty thousand dollars a year in retirement, with low interest rates. Maybe not. Kid's going to cost me a hundred thousand dollars. So one million is going to pay me forty thousand a year. Uh, that's not going to make my budget because Social Security is not going to be much. You know, Social Security might push that number of take home. After taxes to about thirty thousand, twenty five thousand. Can you live on that? And then you throw in the kid at a hundred thousand, and that's it. That's today's kid. If your kid's coming down the road, that's going to be two hundred thousand dollars. They say to raise a kid from zero to seventeen is two hundred fifty thousand dollars, up to three hundred thirty thousand dollars, depending on if your wife goes to Target and buys some of the scoopable plastic bathroom toys, i.e., the thing that's going to break and it's going to be in the trash in under ten days, and you're going to be angry that you had it in the first place. Um. So it's expensive. And when I tell you you need $2 million to pay you $80,000 after taxes, that's going to be about $50,000. Does that, does that get you excited to be a millionaire? Woohoo! I get to live off $50,000 a year till the day I die. Um, and then a kid's, you know, $4 million, $2 million. It's, these numbers start looking pretty darn big and pretty darn intimidating. Better start sooner than later. And uh, that's why I want you to be smart about credit cards. And that's why I want you to be smart about mortgages. And that's why I want you to be smart. Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. He is a lifelong friend of mine. I guess we could call it lifelong now. I've known you more than half my life. Yeah. So I, I don't know what the qualification is. I haven't known you since childhood, but I've known you a long time. Um, I've you, always known you, Rob. God. From day one. I, I see <laughs> What was the was that what it was? From, I see you. Yeah, from, help me with the movie Avatar. Avatar. You know he's filming two, three, and four back to back to back. I thought it was going to come out a little sooner than. I mean, it's been four, five years or six years since it's the last been a while. one. Yeah. So, and then we're going to get like one every Christmas. It's going to be something ridiculous. Um. Okay. So I guess what I was bringing up. What was I bringing up? 
um, college costs, average TV watching, Starbucks. Oh, I was going to say, you recently, you took advantage of a two-day down market and you added to your portfolio. You yep. may not win this year, but the names that you chose were pretty high-quality names. I feel comfortable for you. Um, I We did our contribution early in the year and I kind of was just like, 18,000 is a little too high. And I, when Brexit happened, I was like, oh, perfect. And I just went yesterday, typed a few buttons, and, you know, I've already gotten 1% return, so I'm good. Woohoo! <laughs> so, better than inflation. Yeah. Those college cost numbers were surprising that they were non inflationary. Yeah. They actually went down year over year by just a skosh for the average family, but it's nice yeah. to see. Yeah. Yeah. College debt is increasing year over year. How often do you deal with college debt as a mortgage lender? Do you see it? Um, very, very rarely does somebody take money out and pay off college debt. It's so cheap. Okay. Um, but I do run into a lot of clients that um, I don't think all college in their cheap. even in their thirties that still have a, have college debt. Yeah. Uh, but it's cheap. I had college debt till I was like thirty four, and I was actually comfortable with that because mine was like right at around one percent back when college debt was really really cheap. And why pay it off? I can get better than 1%. Same, same idea goes into mortgages. So when your 30-year mortgage is at 3.8% and you're getting a tax deduction on the, the interest on it, and when it doesn't adjust for inflation, and when the capital gains tax, when you sell it's higher than taxable income, like why prepay it? Yep. You know, If you can't find a better use of money than that, then you're not looking, in my opinion. Yeah, we had a client who wanted to go to a 15-year and then do accelerated payments to pay off the loan. He wanted to pay off his whole mortgage. It was about 380,000. He wanted to pay it off in five years. Yeah. Uh, Because he he got an extra 100, he was um, inherited $140,000. He wanted to do it that way. Uh, So, but he's in his, he's in his uh, late thirties. I said, you have a little bit more time than most people do that get $140,000 as a, as a, um, in his late thirties, so I so we we talked about it, and they decided that they wanted to stick with the thirty, lower their lower their payment. They're going to use the hundred forty, and they're going to buy an investment property, right? Um, and that will cash flow. Uh, and they 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 are from Chico, so they know this the city. They're going to buy a, a place up in Chico, and it'll cash flow right away, and that will be paid off eventually. Nothing good comes from Chico. <laughs> beer, there's a good beer. I'm actually I'm kidding. Yeah. I, there's a song lyric like "Nothing good happens after 2 a.m." and I agree with that. But I've stolen it. Nothing good. You know, I, dro- I drove th- drove through that co- part of the country uh, or the state not, uh, last weekend. It's hot. Yeah, it's real it, hot. I didn't hit uh, below 100 degrees until I hit the Caldecott Tunnel. And yeah, you look at it, your thermometer on your car, and you're like, "Is it really 114?" So hot. Yeah, or desertification. So. Anyway, you can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He does all my loans. He's someone you can trust. He's not going to do you wrong. You can find me at RobLackShow.com. It's RobLackShow.com. You can find CFP Chad Burton at NewFocusFinancial.com. 